find a heaven I will it be cracking my eyes I hold those around me I hold a figure walk across the sky When the people see them When the time of death is near I'll walk with my protector I know just what I'm here But I know what you feel But we all got to die someday Welcome back, Punanis. It's Golden Globes <laughs> here with another beautiful episode of Goddamn Golden Globus Theater, our favorite. Our, the star of the show, our sensei, sensei, our mentor, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, our spiritual advisor. Oh, his face is blowing up at this point, right? Ninety-two. I saw some chub on that cheek. This is, yeah, this is the end. This is the end for me. I, I didn't. I wasn't going to see this movie, Griff. I was kind of like I was done with that guy, I was putting him <laughs> away. You know, now I'm a man. I, I was a, I was an 18 year old at the time, so now to put away childish things, yeah, you know, yeah, the phrase. Yeah. And then my mom, who we've always talked about on the ep- this, the episodes. Snob, totally like canon. Ugh. I would never watch a canon movie in my life. It's for cretins. She's like, you got to go see this. <laughs> I guess she went and saw it. And I was like, no, I don't got to go see it. I've seen the first four movies before this. I'm done. I'm out. I'm like our, our, all our favorite action heroes. I'm out. And she's like, no, I'm taking you. You're going to go see this. So I saw this movie in the theaters. <laughs> See, I like this because as you were getting out of Steven Seagal, I was getting into Steven Seagal. I, I put uh, Van Damme down for a summer after I saw Under Siege. I was a Seagal guy for a summer. That's, okay, that's about it. Yeah, I think I saw right. the second movie and I was like, I'm done. Yeah, I think I'm most back. people were like that. I'm back on the Van Damme. This, this, this had to have been his biggest movie. It, oh, God. I think it was just downhill from here. I mean, yeah, I mean, he did Under Siege two, which might have been a year or two later, and no one remembers anything he did after ninety four. Because I think all Glimmer the movies Man? we've done so far, oh, yeah. well, that's still not one of his classics. That's when he was on yeah. the. Because like your mom's not going to see anything <laughs> after Under Siege one. She probably was like, I think she maybe seen Under, Under Siege two. I, I don't remember anything about it, but I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Okay, but that was it. Yeah, after that, she I guess she came to her senses too. Like you, it was a summer of of Seagal for her. Yeah, and then she was like, it got everybody. You know, well, he's he contagious. got rid- like COVID. It's contagious. He man. got rid of that name Chen, and everybody was like, I was who like, is this man? Right. I was like, am I gonna be able to watch this? Yeah, without the name Chen. But like we said, we were talking earlier. It's how committed he is to the role because no enlisted man's gonna be allowed to have a Nang Chen. Even a great character like Casey Fatback, he was not allowed. He was like, no, it wouldn't make sense. I know it looked great with it. Excuse me, did you say Casey Fatback? Yeah, wasn't that his name, Casey Fatback? <laughs> sure. I thought that was his name. Ryback. Oh, Fatback, right. <laughs> Well, you're just saying you look kind of bloated. He had a fat back. He well, we don't. We rarely get to see a shoulder below shot. He wasn't wearing billowy blouses yet, though. He had the he had the uh, the uh, wife beater with those noodle arms of his. <laughs> we don't. We get to see like one shot of that, though. I don't remember many shots of his noodly arms because he still has them, but he start his head is starting to just accumulate mass like like a black hole. <laughs> No escaping he, that. He's got a huge face. And then that long neck and tiny little noodly arms. 
on this ginormous lengthy like body. He's skinny fat in this he's, movie. Oh my god! But what he can do is plan ahead. I don't know what day of Navy SEALs training this is, or you improvise a bomb and put it in a microwave and know exactly when well, your enemies yeah. will be in the room. That is fascinating. He's, maybe he's got psychic powers that we don't know about. It's got to be. There's the. There's still. The that's the only way that works. Okay, so Murray. We always got to know. We got to know what our sensei... You know what? Before we do this, I got to talk about something. I'm really okay. fucking annoyed right now. Mike. After you left last week, yeah. me and... Or it was the next morning. Me and Milhouse to go out to do our bathroom break. That shit wasn't mine, by the way. Excuse me? Oh, you're not going to bring up that pile of shit that, was, that wasn't mine? Oh. That wasn't mine. Okay. <laughs> so... That wasn't mine. Last year, had the deer in my backyard... It, it minded its business. We minded our business. Didn't really cross paths. This year, the deer had three babies, and now it's fucking pissed at us. She doesn't charge at humans, but if she sees Millie, she charges at Millie. She stomps at us. She she uh, snorts at us and shit. So anytime I go outside, she comes running towards my door. So I have to take my dog out on the front lawn to pinch out fucking shits, and... Just the other day, I was, I went out there at night, and I look around. Deer's not there, and then he just appeared. It's like a fucking horror movie. I could just see a silhouette and like his breath in the light fog. on him. Does nothing freeze when you shine a light on him? Well, again, when he sees the dog, she sees the dog. She charges for her. Let it go. Let nature take its course. Let's see who wins. No. I've always wondered who would win between a deer no. and a dog. No, not gonna happen. Oh, I guess you don't believe in Millie. Okay. She just had surgery. Really? He doesn't believe in you. I believe in you. I believe you could kill a bit deer. Look, she hasn't been training under the sensei. If she had, I'd let it go. It'd already be solved. But she hasn't been training under the sensei. Which brings me up to today, Murray. What has this sensei been up to? Saving lives? If you're Digital? like us and you've ever searched one of the movies you w- we watch, you probably have seen like little news stories about sensei come up. We all know he's best friends with Putin. So he has recently been uh, uh, um, admitted to a leftist party over there. I can't believe he's a leftist Do you think politician. he's like Frankenstein from last week? He's best friends with Putin because he's got a hand grenade? You think he might have a I would imagine the dynamite is like his goatee because that thing is disgusting. Real. Yeah. yeah. His bolted on hair C4, and goatee. C4 plus. plus Did it? he get – I mean – in all the movies, it doesn't look like he could grow facial hair. Do you think he got transplant for a beard? <laughs> facial transplant? I think I he possibly. might have because it does not look real I've at all. I've never seen him with stubble. You're right. Yeah. Like, I don't think he can grow facial hair at all. I don't all. think it's hair. I think he's just eating a chocolate donut or something, <laughs> and you know how he eats. Just smears it into his face. Yeah. So he's uh, been included into a leftist uh, pro-Putin party, which seems like an oxymoron. Huh? Leftist pro Leftist. That doesn't seem to work out. Cause I well, they're all commies. We know that. Okay. We learned that. Here's the party name. A Just Russia dash Patriots dash for truth. Th- that is there a name, wink emoji at the end of that? I want to. Yes, there is actually. <laughs> and a glove. Just a glove. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's been a uh, Russian citizen since 2016. He uh, proposed a crackdown on businesses which damaged the environment. Well, we so, le- yeah, we learned from our... Yeah, that's one of the things that I'm the like, ground. wait, is he kind of 
a decent human aside from being any we are close to women because obviously he's a horrible offender. He, you know how many women he saved from breast cancer? <laughs> Thousands. That's his side of the story. That's for sure. Um, but has he actually done anything aside from saying, hey, you guys should cut down on hurting the environment? Do you think he's actually done anything? He, uh, no. <laughs> he, uh, no. Oh, so he wants to. Th- this is his, um what he would like to see happen without being it a- that's not a Steven Seagal voice <laughs> without being able to arrest people when we just find them they are probably making more money of the production of the things that are defi- defiling the environment defiling defiling yeah. I don't know why I acted like that wasn't a word <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to shit on we sensei know you can't speak and read at the same time I can't at all no. so yeah uh, in 2018, Russia tasked Seagal Somebody, with... Somebody, call the police! <laughs> oh, boy, Murray, don't do that. In 2018, we got, we got to stick to Sensei. Yeah, Sensei. In 2018, Russia tasked Seagal with improving humanitarian ties with the United States, which is going great. Everybody yeah, here loves love, Sensei. Yeah, they're not attacking our, uh, our business and industries in America. No, oh, okay. All right, all right. I got to stay focused for this one. We got one more little story here. This is what he was up to just two months ago. Okay. All right. So he went to Venezuela, which are best friends with Russia, to personally gift the president. I saw the photos of this. Everybody's wearing a mask except Sensei Seagal. He doesn't need to. Is it his goatee like a mask? I was just going to say the chocolate goatee. That's a mask, (laughs) right? (laughs) So he Germs was can't get through that chocolate. <laughs> he and no particulates can get out. Oh. Well, he, a lot. It's like crumbs. And shit. Like I when, said, his face. I, mean, is, I just assume whenever he talks, shit's just flying out. <laughs> like I said, his face is a black hole, so it's just, uh, nothing escapes his mouth it. Is a black hole. You're right. <laughs> so he gifted him a katana, which for you know idiots out there, Murray, can you help us? It's Japanese for sword. He gifted them a katana. Maduro, of course, the Venezuelan president. Is labeled a dictator by the United States and many other Western nations, which accuse him of violating human rights and rigging his 2018 re-election. But he has remained in power in part thanks to ongoing support from Russia, which has called on Washington not to meddle in Caracas' internal affairs. I had a very friendly, this is Maduro's, I had a very friendly, affectionate encounter with Steven Seagal. What's with these? Everybody has an affectionate encounter. I know. Like, did, he, did you check uh, Moderna? What's that guy's name? Oh uh, yeah, Moderna. Maduro, he, excuse me. Okay, did he check him for lumps? He might. <laughs> Dude, the outfit the guy's wearing—it's like a native Venezuelan thing. But he, the guy has like these pointy man tits, so it he looks so did. weird. You might have breast cancer. <laughs> Let me get in here. He's trying to even it out so he can really get away with uh, how he abused or uh, fondled women without their consent. I had a very friendly, affectionate encounter. And what's with? These people, like Trump, would say, I, I love Kim Jong. We fell in love. That was his quote about Kim Jong-un. Oh, I had an affectionate encounter with Steven Skull. Maduro said on Wednesday in a broadcast on television in which he referred to the USA actor as, you're going to love this. This is very Seagal. My brother. My brother. <laughs> we talked about mutual friends like the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. Because of his interest in protecting forests. We are going to shoot a movie together that will be called Nico Maduro de a Tumar. A buddy cop movie with the president of Venezuela? That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, 
it's a wordplay on his name, meaning Nico Ma is hard to knock down. Maduro continued. That sounds like such a cigar movie. Hard to knock down. Yes, it gets even better. It is the new Steven Seagal film. We are going to fight the demons, the bad guys. The demons? I am Nico. <laughs> no, Seagal is Nico. Seagal's Nico. We know this. He's that's Richie. Like, that's his favorite fucking name, yeah. Nico. So, God, please let that this shows happen. how amazing and how humble Sensei Seagal is. He's like, I know I'm always known as Nico. Yeah. You're going to be Nico. I'm going to let you be the honorary Nico. I love this. Like, what would be the best fall ever? Steven Seagal, buddy cop with the president of Venezuela, and Danzig's movie coming out. Like, I don't know. That's a Sophie's choice. I don't even want to think about it. I mean, I want both. I don't want to drown one of them. How did they kill Sophie's baby? It was this Holocaust. Oh, shit. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Nazis were playing sick games, and they were like, you can only keep one kid. That's why it's the people use that term because it's a choice you can never make. I knew it was a hard choice. I thought, never mind. Where I got no more sensei facts. All right. Well, we got a lot of facts to talk about during this movie, so we're going to get into it. So I don't know. Put on your catheters. Put on your diapers. Cause you're not going to want to step away from this episode. Murray, you can shit while you listen to us. No, I don't want. I I somehow sense Wait, it. But it throws me off. When I'm thinking about our listeners shitting while I'm talking, it's going to throw me off. <laughs> Don't shit. Well, first of all, I said catheter. I did not say you can shit all you want. I thought you said diaper. Yeah, for pissing. Oh, Some people, <laughs> only do you pissing. Wanna, do you want to put a catheter in? I don't want to put something in my urethra. Fuck that. No, no thank you. So do that and get ready to dive deep into Under Siege. It was the final voyage of America's mightiest battleship. What's on this helicopter? This little sweetheart. Miss July 89. God, I love this business. I love you. The party was wild. They really knocked him dead. Imagine this arsenal of tactical nuclear weapons falling into the wrong hands. The Pentagon never did. Four minutes ahead of schedule. Damn, I'm good. Now, a team of terrorists have taken over. Wake up the president. But there's just one thing they didn't count on. The cook. Like some special forces guy or something. No, I'm just a cook. Oh my god, we're gonna die. This is not the work of a cook. I want you to coordinate your efforts with us. Yes, sir. I see that you completely disobeyed my orders. Roger that. Ryback is an ex seal, expert in martial arts, explosives. Stand back! Weapons and tactics. I also cook. The Nimitz is tracking two tomahawks just launched from the Missouri. Where are they headed? Honolulu. Happy trails. Steven Seagal. I know you, don't I? Tommy Lee Jones. Been a long time. I'll see you in hell, Santa Boy! Under Siege. Welcome back, Ray Trailer. Sure, it probably covered a lot of the shit we're going to be going over here. Can we're... I just say one thing about Sensei that I appreciate? Hour 40. I when I was thinking this is a 90s action movie. It's got to be a minimum two hours. Just like Speed 2, you know. Hour little... four. Thank you, Sensei. It moved quickly, never dragged. 
I appreciate that. Man, what if we could have had uh, the villains in this movie? Great. What if we could have Willem Dafoe's uh, villain from Speed Two, Leech guy? the Leech guy, in Under Siege? That could be kind of cool. These yeah. are the things you think about when you're an uh, action podcast investigative <laughs> journalist. Oh, man, I fucked that all up. Oh, it's so hard when you're doing Sensei. There's so many different strands, strings to pull on. It's so hard. And we, I got to say, this is definitely a more mature Steven Seagal because he only has about six or seven scenes where the, all the characters stop and tell him how amazing he is. Yeah. Usually it's at least a dozen. Yeah, minimum. and there's always at least five different women who also tell him how great right. he is. This one's just one. See, this is why your He's mom growing. went and saw it in the theater. She knew. She saw the Nangshan gone. She's like, this is a whole new man. I got to see this. This was America was all going out. I think I saw that the budget. She did say, I want to change your name. I was, a gr- first of all, adult at this time. She's like, I want to change your name to Steven. And I said, it's not happening, Mom. I'm an adult. Um, but the, I, I, we were, sh- I saw it briefly, and I can't, I can't remember exactly what it was. But this movie cost like $8 million and brought in like $150 million. Right, yeah. So it was a fucking huge hit. And yeah, he disappears after this. So yeah, I, 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 don't, I think without this movie... Deadly Ground never would have been made because that was a total vanity project. Oh, that oh Deadly Ground was after. Okay, yeah. I'm interested to see what else came out after this because I can't remember his Neither his his timeline is just ugh, sketchy, very sketchy. Anyways, Murray, so start out. We're on a battleship. We all know this. We all know this. Yes, the president is coming. George W. Bush. They don't make up a president. They actually have footage. Yeah. of <laughs> President Bush. I think he was. I think he actually said. I'll be in it if Seagal says okay. Like he, like, I don't think this was like, like footage they got from the news. I think he actually. Appeared it's a well-known fact. This is how we got in with Putin. George W. Bush or H. Uh, w. Bush, huge fan of Aikido. Yes, yes. Many people don't know that he was a third-degree black belt. In Why do you think George uh, W. is so stupid? It's because he was doing Aikido movies. He put a chokehold on him and popped a couple, you know, tinkers in the brain there. That's what Sensei did to him. The, the oxygen to his brain. Yeah. He made him. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It makes perfect sense. So everyone is a buzz because the president's coming because this is the 50th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. And this the ship there on the Missouri was involved with it. Oh. So they're going to decommission. The whole point is president's going to come. He's going to give a speech about Pearl Harbor. And then they're going to go to Frisco and they're going to decommission it, take the nuclear warheads out and just, you know, decommission the, the battleship. Pretty good way of summing summing everything up. They did it pretty quickly here. They didn't drag it out. I thought Bush was going to be in it a lot more for some reason. I forgot that he was in there for like three minutes and then gone. Right. Much like Bernie Casey, who shows up for two seconds and then disappears from the movie. Totally. Who's Bernie Casey? The black guy. (laughs) The black guy. Yes, the black guy. That was sad. I was like, I like that guy. And then he just disappeared. He just disappeared, literally. I thought he was going to be the guy who was going to get shot, the the third in command or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he just disappears. Because he was one one of the terrorists, right? No, he was a good guy. He he literally disappears from the movie. Fuck, We'll get to that. But what we get to first is our man Sensei. Down in the galley. And he's everyone's like, Wear your dress whites. The president is coming. Oh, man. And it's like, I'm just a humble cook. I don't belong up here. I'm just going to go down. I got some bouillabaisse simmering. I have to check on it. <laughs> okay. Steven must have learned this word recently because he is throwing it around like he's he's hitting every syllable like it's like it's fucking magic ice cream on his tongue. Bouillabaisse. Bouillabaisse. And there's even shots of him stirring brown liquid. 
the right. greatest bully obese I've ever seen. The bread's everywhere. And the guy, the guys are like, oh, no, you don't. The captain's got to see you first before you get to your box. Because we know when you get into that bully base, you never come back. Captain wants to see you first. So they go in there. Captain's like, where are your dress? You got ten more times more medals than I do. <laughs> what the fuck? I would suck your dick right. Okay, this is uh, – I'm going into 80s ago. I would suck your dick right now to be wearing the whites you should be wearing today. You have so many medals. But this is the new Steven Seagal. So he's just – he's refraining from – Right. Now it's just like you're, you're so much better than me. You're but just, I don't want to yeah. have gay sex with I you. don't want to have gay sex. He put the Spartan squad days behind him. Right. And then we see our man Gary Busey, who's Krill. And he's, a, I guess he's the second in command on this boat. XO. And he is I, so jealous. You can just see it is oozing off of him. He's just like, he's like muttering himself, I don't see what's so special about that guy. I, I could do what he do. I can make, I make a kick-ass bully base. And they're just totally ignoring and freezing him out. And the guy's like, look, Ryback, I, can you just stay with me? Do you really need to? I, I, look. I do love your bully base, mm-hmm. but it's really the crew. Isn't it's the crew that loves it? I mean, it's good because he's like he, he he's trying to play coy, like he's not in love with Ryback, but he really is. So he's yeah. just like you know, because it's his birthday. They they work it out because Sensei does not want to show up and be around the president. He doesn't want to go to. He doesn't want the like limelight because every time he shows up, the the spotlight comes on him. Right, and like this is about the president. This isn't about me. Right, and the president has access to all the information. And the first day when you get him uh, elected president or uh, inducted into being a pre- wait, what is it? <laughs> get elected as president, you get inaugurated. Inaugurated, that's the word I was going for. The fir- the very first minute after you walk inside the White House, they tell you about Sensei uh, R- Charles Ryback, Casey or Ryback. Casey Ryback. That's the first thing they do. So we knew if George Bush saw his face, he'd be you know sucking his dick. Right. He'd be like, oh my god. He'd like he'd be in the middle of speech, and they go. Is that Ryback? And then oh. you would just fuck the speech up. I have seen all your footage. All the, oh, I got all your God. files. All. Can I have your autograph? Can I have your like, autograph? You don't want to see that when you're trying to honor the people who died in Pearl Harbor. So by telling him, look, everyone's going to want my bullion base. I got I to gotta stay down. So, <laughs> right. You know, it's a ca- humble. He's just like. The captain is like, okay, you know what? Stay down. Make your soup. Pop out for a minute from just like a peephole or something for one second. <laughs> and that's it. So they, they get that deal worked out. Sensei heads back to the galley, and you just get Krill. He's just fucking like gigantic t- tombstone teeth of his. Oh, oh those Gary Busey teeth. <laughs> he's just fucking breaking pencils and shit. Why do you toy with that clown, Cook? Cook. He's more than a cook. And the fucking captain stares into the camera, tilts his head a little bit, and winks. What? 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 Could our man Sensei be a little more than just a line cook? Anyways, we got a night. We're back in the galley, I believe. We're watching the TV footage. It's just a party down there because because Ryback is showing up. Yeah, everyone's just dancing. All the black guys are smiling and dancing because they're not thugs. Yeah. In the TV, it's just showing. It's basically scenes from Navy SEALs. It's, it's, it's Hawkins. Desert Storm it's showing. it's Hawkins murdering brown people <laughs> and everyone celebrating over it. The, doesn't matter if they were, you know, innocent people or not. But yeah, Casey turns off the TV. He's like, "Let's not worry about how we murder everybody. Let's do some dancing." Were you thinking the same thing I was? Was I was because cue ball comes down, <laughs> not a bald man, very short hair, but not bald. That was cue ball. I thought the terrorist was cue ball, the big black guy. 
I, I don't know because cue ball, <laughs> they say cue ball, bust a move okay, for us. all right. Yeah. And cue ball starts dancing. So that's why I thought right. that was cue ball. But cue ball has hair. <laughs> and cue ball is a name for a hairless man. And a white ball on top of it. And a, Oh, yeah. And a white... <laughs> <laughs> you call him eight balls, what his name is. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. Oh, but he... Are you saying you're expecting Sensei to outdance him? Because I was. That's... Okay, because there's just the shot. I thought, they were, I thought they were going to pull back, and it was him. Yeah. Uh, yes, but they were very <laughs> long legs, and the guy was clearly – look, guys, everybody, this is why the greatest investigative podcast of all time in space. Right. Because the legs were way too long. That guy was at least a foot taller. Sensei is a fucking massive human being. He's got that going for him. He was clearly taller than cue ball. They cut back. They do another shot after you see the feet – Dancing, I guess. That was like, interesting. Like dancing, dancing. That was some Richard Golden dancing. Yeah, it was. So they cut it back, and it's some other guy who is shorter than Q-Ball now. And Sensei's just in the background, arms crossed, just smiling, grinning. He's like, all my little pets in here. Right, because they're so happy to see him. Oh. And then he tells a, uh, like a, a joke. A Bayou joke. That Murray. has no punchline. Just... He's just throwing out words, what? and they're laughing. What was that? That was so weird. I don't know, but his his whole – you could tell his whole you – know, he's man. He's a blues man from Detroit. We know this about Seagal. Yeah. So the black scent comes out. It's like, oh, you know, you know Bayou, you know, <laughs> booty bay gumbo. Yo, Alligator yo. goes into the dentist, says, hey, dentist, how much <laughs> is it going to cost me to get these teeth clean? Dentist says, it's going to take a C note. Oh, You know what he said. He did a classic John DeHart. He's like, you know, duck walking in on man's head. <laughs> Dr. Goose, Dr. Goose, why did that go on your head? <laughs> and the goes, get this guy out of my ass. And he, even though it makes no sense at all, the people love it. They just roar with laughter. It's just a nonsense. Everywhere he goes, it's a party. He just makes everybody feel good about themselves. <laughs> oh, and I, I just love this because everyone's having a good time, and he's he's grumbling up during that bouillabaisse. So many shots of that. He's grumbling about. He apparently is showing off his libertarian side because he's. Well, we learned that that's a big thing with Navy SEALs because the even the Navy SEALs were always grumbling about their pay and all this shit. Well, his thing was he was complaining about how much the party was costing, not that he was oh. getting too much money or not enough, rather. Yeah, yeah. But they care enough. about taxpayer dollars. Is what I'm trying to apparently, say. Apparently, yeah. yeah. And uh, then we get we get that close up because. We're not going to actually see Sensei <laughs> cutting carrots because we need to get a real fucking chef in there to do that. So they do a close-up of this guy just going to town on some carrots, and it's supposed to be Sensei. Right. It's a little movie magic, which is fine. It's not as There's offensive. There's a lot about what we've learned as, as the years go by. Sensei does no act. He, does, he says his, half the movie, three-quarters of the movie, is his body double. Oh, and yeah. And he just shows. Like that one movie, we the one... The zombie like, one. Yeah, no, it was a vampire Or vampire, one. yeah. Yeah, he was in it for like 10 minutes. I was telling my, uh, my neighbor Kurt there when we were talking earlier about Sensei. It's like, so, uh, over the years, his role has just become carrying a gun, wearing big armor, like usually a scarf, yellow sunglasses, <laughs> chocolate donut, of course, the bolted-on hair, and then talking to people on radio. All he does now is he talks on radios. Like, he's just yeah. a communicator uh, in these new days. We got we got to look into some of those. We go back rules. to Krill. Oh, I want to do the one with Mike Tyson. We go back. Oh, I definitely want to do the one with the dictator of Venezuela. Yeah, that Maduro. comes out. We're gonna be we're gonna be at the premiere. Oh my god! Yeah, we're going to Venezuela for that one. Woo! Boy, I can't wait. I, I 
well, that's a sad situation there, but I, I'm excited. We're going above board. Go back to Krill. We're going to have a lot. There, there's a lot of things happening with this party, and they're cutting. They're going to have. Yeah. Right. He's like, cut the guard duty. Everybody's got to be at this party. We all love the captain. I don't yeah. care. He's like, sir, this totally goes against orders. I don't give a fuck. We need to have, We need to show our support for the captain, right? It's mm-hmm. fucking 63rd birthday. They're trying to land the, uh, an air, a helicopter on the, on the, bo- or on the battleship. And everyone's like, you can't land it without without uh, the commander's clearance. It's a surprise for the commander. He's like, here's my clearance. And he whips out a Playboy and goes, see those titties? That's my clearance. Mm. She's on board. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, yes, sir. And salutes the magazine. You can keep that. You can take that to the bank. So, the sperm Miss bank. Miss July 1989, Miss Jordan Tate is going to be on that fucking helicopter with a, a rock band. Yeah. Freebird. Tribute. To uh, to uh, no 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 it was the band was called Hot and Nasty tribute to Black Oak Arkansas love it and fuck man the only thing better than Hot o- Black Oak Arkansas is a tribute band to Black Oak <laughs> Arkansas so we're there excited uh, man but uh, he continues just pulling rank on everybody no guards no Marines no nothing everything five o'clock everybody's in the mess hall we're having no a big excuses. party no excuses no excuses. So we go back over to the captain's room, and we got Krill in there. He set everything up now. Everything's according to plan. Yep, he's bribed everybody. Everything's working out well. But the captain, of course he heard about the helicopter coming in. Right, and he's like, I have to greet that person. I'm the captain. <laughs> and he's like, sir, I didn't, want, I didn't want to ruin the surprise, but the admiral's coming for your big 63rd birthday party. Ev- Admiral Luscious? Admiral Luscious indeed, sir. Fuck. Okay. What do you stay, got? stay in your room, sir? Please, just stay in there. Just stay. It's a surprise. I, I, I'm, I'm pissed that I blabbed it. It's supposed to be a surprise. Stay in your room. Look, I get it. I'll stay in here. I got a couple books I want to crack. He's, he's I'll like, have a great time. He's like, send me up a bowl of that bouillon base, and then I'll stay. Get me some of that beautiful Bayou bouillon base. The bees, <laughs> just the bees are so strong. I can do that, sir. <laughs> it was a good beauty. So Krill. He just he, when he hears that bully bass, he just starts gnashing those fucking tombstones. Oh, always a pencil to break too. <laughs> yeah. Like he's got them all. And he's like, full. I got to go pull rank on that fucker down there in the galley. Well, they uh, he comes down with that redheaded dude. Yeah, the peach fuzz redhead guy, and they're like, food's coming in from Hawaii, so everybody out of the galley at five o'clock. But no one feeds the cook, but. No the captain, but exactly. Sensei. Excuse me, I said cook, didn't I? <laughs> yes. Oh, this and he is goes, good. Let me see some of that buoy bass I keep hearing about. Oh yeah, and uh, he waif wafting up this uh, smell again. The set dressing of the galley. I gotta, I got, I gotta build this up. It's beautiful, dried chilies everywhere, garlic, beautiful onions. They got, they got uh, uh, perfect grow lights and everything for fresh herbs. All of this shit happening. You see. Uh, uh, Krill leaning over that bo- beautiful Bayou Boolean base, and there's just breads, fresh assorted. You got the wheat, you got the sourdoughs, you got the French rustics, you got everything. And well, because a uh, Bryback's is the greatest cook of all time. Not to mention the pies. Did all you notice pies. those pies? Oh, yeah. Pumpkin, American, American pie. <laughs> yeah, which is the other name for apple pie. Oh, okay. Uh, creme pie. Uh, creme we got pie? a couple of meringues. Do we got any cherry pie? I saw a cherry pie or two. And Krill leans over, like he said, he's taking in that big huff. Smells like a lard omelet. 
Not a Busey voice at all. And then he just hocks the loogie right into it. Who ruins the Booyah base? Sensei doing his best. Like, Sensei always does this in movies where he's really pissed, but he talks so calmly. Right. I'm about to break your neck. Like, you're like. Talk you're, softly and carry a big stick. There we go. So uh, he he's just slowly closing in on Krill. Oh, that's really cute what you did there with my Bayou Boolean base. And he fucking uh, pushes him. And Redhead jumps out. He's like, hey, I'm going to have you under, under what, are the, what is the military thing? Uh, uh, I'm going to send you to Riverdale. To the brig? Yeah, I'm going to send you to the brig. And he's like, oh, that wasn't striking a commanding officer. Wait, wait, wait. You're kind of town blowing it. He kicks the shit out of a bunch of guards, oh, no, getting... and then he calms the situation down. No, yeah. I was getting to it, Murray, because he fucking, he's like, that's not a punch. And then he fucking slugs the shit out of Krill, and he goes, that's a punch. And then wow, everybody he's, he's fucking. quoting uh, Crocodile Dundee right there. Yeah. That's not a punch. He did that's do a, that punch. He did do a lovely Australian accent. Yeah. Man, we're step. <laughs> we got to get our dancing together. Like, that dancing threw our head off. We're stepping on each other's toes here. So then the six guards, yeah. like, j- jump on him. And this is uh, one of, like, two scenes we get to see him just annihilate six guards. And like you said, kicks their ass. And he's like, all right, guys, I'm done. <laughs> Calm down, everybody. Cooler at cooler prevail. Yeah. I think that was uh, a candid scene. I think every- he was just like – he heard everybody and was like, okay, guys, that's a scene. That's a scene break. Now, we know something's up with Krill. So we're all- usually, like you said, we'd send him to the brig. He's like – Put him in the meat locker. Yeah. And the guy's like, that's highly, the private's like, it's highly irregular, sir. You know, we put him in the brig. No, we don't want to ruin the surprise. Yeah. Because we're going to keep the admiral in the brig. He's just thinking on his feet. He's like, I don't know. You know, he just, for some reason, he doesn't want him in the brig. <laughs> put him in the meat locker. No. You, private, you watch him. This guy, he's a nut. He's a psychopath. He, he hates America. hates America. He hates freedom. He hates American cheese. He hates everything about America. Oh, man. That American pie there, he's going he's to throw it in someone's face. And uh, you, you'll you notice something about Krill, too, is he's very loose-lipped with the, uh, with the uh, 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 homophobic slurs here. Of course. It's the 90s. Yeah. Just so, let him for all. No wonder you're a cook. I don't know my <laughs> voice. No wonder you're a cook. You punch like a homosexual. Mm. He didn't say homosexual. We cleaned it up. Yeah, we cleaned he, it up. We, we always cleaned it up. Cleaned it up. We're, 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 we're woke fucking... Cuff this liftard and put him in the meat locker. And he meant the real meat locker. That wasn't some kind of homosexual kind of phrase. Oh, that is that uh, a homosexual thing? I'm, I'm assuming he would say that. I have a, I have a feeling there's a lot of Spartan Squad energy coming off these guys. I think they were in the Spartan Squad together. I have to imagine there was a past. And I think much like Bennett and Matrix, maybe a lover's quarrel? I think there might be. It's really hard because Sensei... There's so much... See, this is the problem, Griff. I mean, we understand the Spartans would fuck each other to, for unity, but then the feelings get involved, and then, then then all this shit happens. Once you get intimate with somebody, it's it's really hard not to get kind of closer to them. Right. So you never know. So I think this is a Bennett Matrix situation. It's really hard because, again, we investigate this shit, but you know these records only go back three years, and we're talking 30 years later at yeah. this point. So there's no chance we're going to find these files. <laughs> See, now that we've delved so much down the homosexual rabbit hole, we need we need some titties to like get us out of this. Oh yeah, yeah. So the the, the helicopter lands. Our boy Tommy Lee Jones, Billy Stranix, he's got the rock star. Look, he's he's the lead singer. He's uh, what's the guy's name again? 
Oh, he's, Jim Dandy? Yeah, he's Bill Dandy. <laughs> and he's got the the pants like Jim Dandy. I loved it. The he's little star. Got the washboard. Oh, God. And he's just ready to fucking kill it with the extended version of Hot and Nasty. He's excited. <laughs> the playmate, she she can't appreciate fucking you know, black. She's too young for it. She's, she's also like, a little airsick, too. And she's a snob. Yeah. She's like, hmm, Black Oak, Arkansas. Hmm, I've never heard of that. Have you guys heard of Rat? And so she's being a snob. They land. I want to point out. As I alluded to earlier, this was the real Miss July 1989, and we have a playmate on. I got a list of credentials. So this is Miss July 1989, Erica Aliniak. Her turn-ons are water, <laughs> cool sunny days, okay. sunsets, the okay. beach, happy people, holidays, and of course, I bet since they made some of these chocolate-covered strawberries. Oh. Her turn-offs. Or smog. Okay. Complainers. Uh-huh. Narrow-minded people. Every playmate's turn off is narrow-minded people because everyone's jealous of them because they're so hot. Drugs, arguing, and traffic. Interesting. So I know everything about. I need to know about this woman now. Do you think she, she did was on drugs? Baywatch? She probably did drugs. She just she did drugs in this fucking movie. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, she. But no, uh, he offers them, and she takes like fifty more pills. She does. She's like, just take two, and she's like, "Fuck that." I'm really. Sick is what she said. Yeah, okay. All right, so they land. Everybody, all the cruisemen, they're losing their fucking mind. Right. I mean, they've not seen... everybody's in Spartan Squad on this battleship. <laughs> right. so Some you people see... are just doing the college thing. There, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, we actually have one guy. <laughs> I'm here for college. Right. I'm here to fight. <laughs> so everyone's clapping, whistling, beating on tables. It's it's going, awooga. Their eyes are popping out of their heads. And again... Uh, Jordan Tate playing herself. She's not into it. She's just like, take me to my room. Take me to my room. <laughs> Bill, however, Bill Dandy, he's like, yes, my people. Doing the wash. Are you ready to get hot and nasty? Letting that rock star hair. They're on a boat, so that rock star hair is flowing in the wind, and everybody is losing. The Spartan Squad guys were really excited for him. Yes. Whew, so Krill meets up with Jordan Tate. He's like, let me take you. I'll take you to your dressing room. He takes her to some fucking, you know, room in the, I don't know. Maybe it was the brig. I don't know. Maybe that's why he needed the brig. It looked like, it it was like a storage room. Yeah. And she's like, I am so, I'm going to puke. First of all, because all these gross guys. And second of all, because I'm air sick. Yeah. Well, I got some pills for you. Don't worry about it. And he, like I said, he gives, he says, does take two. She takes 20. She does. And this passes out in this fucking storage room. I like that. He's like, I'm going to lock you in here so you're safe from the men. They're all rapists out there, by the way. Yes. That's oh, that's what they're insinuating. No. Anyways, so Casey locked into the into the meat locker right now, and he's begging the guard to let him out. He's trying to reason with him. He's yeah. like, look, something's up. His his senses are tingling. His, sen- his sensei senses are <laughs> Dead as a tongue twister. <laughs> The beautiful Bayou Bullion. <laughs> Bull Bullion. And like, something's up. Just check with the captain. You don't have to trust me because like, I don't trust you. He told me you hate American cheese. I'm not listening. La, 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 la. And he's just like, just check my pies. That's all I ask. Okay, if you're not going to trust me, take my pies out of the oven, man. He doesn't, by the way. Spoiler alert. He doesn't take the pies out on time. Because he doesn't trust them. He thinks there's going to be a bomb or something in that. <laughs> He believes what Krill says. He's a dumb private. He's going for pile for fuck's sake. He's a psychopath. He puts bombs in pies. (laughs) So the party has started. We're like 
10 minutes into the extended version hot and nasty and everything is getting <laughs> hot and nasty the fucking washboard solo is fucking I love how Billy he's just there to play the harmonica like, I thought he's gonna be the singer no they have another singer yeah He's and it Bill a, Dandy, but he doesn't sing. It was a cruiseman, too. He was just there to do the washboard. Yeah. <laughs> Much like Jim Dandy. And everyone's having a great old time. This is where we see Bernie Casey. He's just sitting at a table, wasting away. Oh, okay. This is where he was. So you have, like, the only guys who weren't into the party. They're sitting at a table. Everyone else is standing <laughs> around them, and they're just, like, long in the face, bored out of their mind. Like, you, what is this music? Right. This isn't good. We don't like this dandy fellow. But you know what is good? A man Krill. He knows how to throw a party. And nothing more hilarious than a guy in drag. I, I mean, people, the rumor had gone, come around or gone around that there's going to be uh, playmate. a playmate there. Yeah. And then here comes this beautiful blonde. Oh, wait. I think Billy, like, says, like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, yep. Miss, uh, Miss July, Jordan Tate. And it ain't. It's fucking, it's fucking grilled in drag. I guarantee our friend Joe Coleman would have so much to say about <laughs> Busey's legs because those fucking toothpicks. I thought Busey was a big guy. His legs are tiny. Well, Bernie Casey's thinking what Joe is thinking because he's look the look of disgust that comes on his face seeing Busey all in drag. And that's the last you see of Bernie Casey the rest of the movie. He threw himself overboard. <laughs> yeah, I guess he, so. He's so offended by cross dressing, he throws himself overboard. He's like, I can't, I don't belong in this new world. And then Bill, off to the side, he takes he takes Krill, Bill and Krill, takes him aside, and he goes, get the captain. Now's the time. And we're like, what's going on here? Yeah. We, we're not fucking sensei. We, don't, we think there's just a party. We don't know anything's going we're on. We're a dumb audience right. just enjoying a great fucking movie. So, well, that's, so Krill takes off and takes the wig off, takes off. And Bill's like, hey, man, I got to cool my fingertips down. If you see my washboard here, I'm burning a hole through it. I'm so hot. Ain't nasty. He's <laughs> like, let, let me ask a question to all you people out there. Who, who's the hottest and nastiest, highest ranking officer, the hottest and nastiest officer out there? And this guy stands up. Uh, me? I guess that's me. And he's whipped out a gun and shoots the guy. Yeah. And then everything goes out. Well, while that was going on, I also want to point out, because I'm going to give, give Griff a time to shine. This is the one time he gets to do a Chicago accent. We get some waiters who, like, take off to the bowels of the ship. And there's fucking Hydrophil, like, working there. And he's like, hey there, hors d'oeuvres for us? <laughs> Got any of them tiny hot dogs? You were telling me there was a Hydro moment, a Hydrophil moment. There is. I didn't even, re- I didn't it's even a, notice it's it. It's this one line. It's just this Fat guy with a mustache and glasses. Yeah. And he goes, what's going on here? And they're <laughs> like, even we got we was like, we got many hot dogs. Oh, I love those pickles on them. And then you never see him again. Yeah. Uh, oh, was it, the, was it the actual crewmate or was it the uh, guy doing, giving out the orders? It was the crew guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he shows up later. Yeah. Okay. So now we join Krill over with the captain and he comes in. Captain's just like, what the hell's going on here? Because he's, he's got his wig off now, so he's just got, like, the thing to hold his hair down, but he's still wearing the makeup, and he's got the fake tits in and everything. It's like, times are changing, Admiral. Captain. Why do I keep calling him? You know, he just goes, don't ask, don't tell. Oh, that's even better. And the captain goes, okay, I hear you. I, I did a few stint in Spartan Squad myself. So yeah. <laughs> Wink. And then he just pulls out a gun and shoots the captain. Yeah. Without any fanfare. He's just like... Don't and then he says, don't ask, don't tell again, and then he walks out <laughs> twice. So then uh, we join over, we go back over to uh, the the mess hall where now all the 
cook crew and everything, they're revealing themselves. Everybody, they flew in from Hawaii to do this fancy dinner. They reveal themselves as terrorists. Right. And they're escorting all the cruisemen down into the uh, – and some – Somewhere the they can four castle is what the forecastle. Yes. We know boats, right? And well, that was an important plot point later on. But they put them it in the forecastle. Yeah. <laughs> and one guy, of course, because we're Americans, we don't take shit from anybody. So one guy tries to fight, gets blasted immediately, and then the guy next to him gets shot too. And yeah. Like, and you guys want to be heroes? Now you're going to die. The guy next to you is going to die. Yeah. And we know as Americans, we we're not going to let somebody else sacrifice themselves. So they get in line. And they go off to the forecastle, and we see the guys, they're, like, welding all these doors. They're sealing off the, the ship. Yeah, a lot of welding happening in this movie. A lot of welding in this movie. A lot of welding. And then uh, Krill, or Bill goes over and joins Krill in the captain's office, and, Ka- uh, uh, oh God, I hate that their names are Krill and Bill. Well, Stranix was Bill's name, so they called him Stranix for most of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I could. Anyways. Well, that's what they called him, so that's what I'm saying. That's a good point. So, anyways, uh Bill Bill walks into Krill <laughs> sitting. We say Bill right after him. He's Stranix. Yeah, yeah. Bill. Bill walks in on Krill, who's going through all of his files. He's reading everything that the captain had written up about him. He's got these floppy disks. He toss over. We don't. That'll come in later. It's probably something. something. And he's like, he's basically reading the captain's diary, and he's like, "There's nothing about me in here. It's all about how much he loves fucking Ryback. <laughs> what the fuck?" Oh and God. he's just so pissed off. I told you, dude, this is the problem with Spartan Squad. This is why they had to decommission Spartan Squad, dude. Yeah. Because there's too many feelings getting involved. Too many hurt feelings. So with this new information, with these floppy disks, they, they're going to be heading, Bill and Krill, that is, right. over to the bridge. Where we meet Pitts. And we can tell he's the computer guy because he's scrawny, balding, and glasses. Yes. So we're like, that's the guy. He's a geek. Of course, he's got something to do with it. And Bill gives him the disk. Go. All right, here it is. Apparently, these discs take over the whole weapon system of this battleship. Right. So interesting. What are we going to do with these weapons? We don't know. But you know who does know? Ryback. <laughs> Ryback's still working at private. He's like, private. What is that? I heard gunshots. I think those are party poppers. No, no, I know the sound of poppers. Did you get my pies out of the oven? Well, golly, I guess I'll check on your pies. And he's like, just please call in. And he calls in, and fucking Krill answers with, no, man, it's just party poppers. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Ooh, nasty. And then he's like, they're like, uh, does Bill like ask about, like, what's that going on with that shit? And he's like, don't worry about that guy. He's locked up. Don't let him out, though. He's yeah. a supermarine. Just stay there. We're going to relieve you. Relieve him of you duty. also point out that at, at the beginning of when he got captured, he was handcuffed. And he wiggled his way out because he's handcuffed behind his back. Yeah. And while he's like, not sure, while he's trying to convince the private, he's, you know, there's no way fucking sensei with his bloated ass could like oh, get no. out of it. But he like gets out of it. So now the handcuffs are in this front, in front of him. Flexibility, agility, all those things are way out the window for sensei in these times. Um, they don't. They still do not know any history. They just think he's a cook still because you're you're going on the intelligence of uh, of uh, Krill here, and he just thinks he's the line cook. So they don't understand that he's a supermarine up on the bridge. But they are going to send somebody down to just shoot him because they're like, let's just get rid of this fucking guy. There's no point in keeping him around. So, uh, yeah. So they tell the private, we're going to send two guys down to relieve you. And he's like, all right, great, because I'm tired of this guy whispering sweet nothings in my ear. And so they show up, and they just shoot the fucking private. And then they're, cause they're like, 
all right, we got to kill this fucking guy in the meat locker. So they unload on the fucking door, don't they? Or no, they open the door. They open the door, and the sensei has worked his way into a ceiling vent or something. There's yes. some something. It's a drop ceiling. It's a drop ceiling. <laughs> drop ceiling. <laughs> it's a freezer with yeah. a drop ceiling. So yeah. he's hiding up in it. The guys come in, and we get a slow, creepy crawly like going around. It's like a twelve by twelve freezer. It's like there's nowhere really for him to hide, but. These gunmen are, like, going through the whole thing. Where is he? Where is he? And then he pops through, bonks their heads together, like, just fucking throws them both like they're wet dogs into the corner. And then he jumps out of the freezer, shuts the door, slams the, like, whatever shard of metal they had to lock him in. And, yeah, they they fire their guns through. But he has gone into the galley now. That's his domain. Right, yeah. And he turns off the lights. So you just have the, it's black and then there's red lights. You and know, then he on. grabs that knife we saw earlier in the, in the yep, target. Just so creepily, just grabs it. And they, they they shoot the fuck. They blow the door like off its hinges. with like they, I don't think they had any bullets left for fuck. I don't know how you could after all that. And they come out and we see like a, like a jungle cat. Our main Ryback's is skulking. Stabs the motherfucker in the neck. Well, he throws it, right? Yeah, he I was going to say, he throws it at the guy's neck. And, of course, when you get hit with a knife in the neck, we've done yeah, all the, the science anywhere. on this. Yeah, yeah, anywhere, you're right. You just can't make a peep. Right. It's uh, it's game well, over. You go, uh, That's your soul. Like, the only sound is your soul just <laughs> leaking through the, the knife wound. That's all. Right. But, yeah, unless you're attuned to hearing it, you can't hear it at all. And he just... Sneaks up on the other guy, just breaks his neck. You know, easy as easy as American Pie. Easy as American Pie. It's just like breaking a French rustic. You just. <laughs> I think it. they act the fully actually used that sound effect. Yeah, I'm gonna dip this in my better bully and beef bits. And now we're thinking he's just gonna make a snack because he just starts <laughs> putting some shit together. Yeah, I I tried to figure out what this was because it's only kitchen ingredients. He grabs a mug. He grabs some – It was it a rag or was it like maybe it was one of those Brillo pads? Because that would make some sense, right, I don't if know. it was a metal I, Brillo I, I pad? Thought, I thought it was a rag too. So he puts that into the to coffee mug, and then he gets like some vinegar and what looked like beer and pours them in, and then he puts it in the microwave. Wait, wait. He put a little cayenne too to spice I it up a little. I didn't see that. A he little Cajun spices? He sprinkled a little allspice in there, and then he puts it in the microwave. Mm-hmm. And then he sets it for apparently two hours and 13 minutes. That's some good Creole cooking right there. Because I, re- I literally thought he was just making a snack because he <laughs> leaves it. Yeah. It goes to the captain's uh, uh, it's not office. I don't know what it is. Quarters? Quarters. There you go. There we go. Finds him dead. We're finding our words finally fucking hour into this. Finds him dead. Solemnly gets the captain's dress whites. Great, great, great dramatic scene. He places it over him gently, mm-hmm. and then he just stares into the fucking camera. These scenes where you actually can should be able to see his whole body dark as hell. Sensei is hiding his body. He's right. trying so hard not he to Because he wants seen. the face. It's just all about face in this scene. And like we said, his face is so bloated at this time. It's not a good look for you, uh, Sensei. Anyways, we got a jet flying ahead. And uh, trying to make contact... I don't know what it was asking, what it was telling, like what I the fuck's going on. I think they went off course or something bullshit like that. Something wasn't right. They suspected it. Mm-hmm. And they just get shot down. Yeah, so, they lock So now a, it's confirmed. They lock a missile on. Did you guys lock a missile on me? Uh, no. It was <laughs> it was Bill down at the bridge. No, we didn't do that. Why would we do something like that? And the guy gets blown up. 
So, Bill, well, now we're going to find out what is Bill up to? Why is he doing this? While we're, that's going on, we're seeing in the background, they're, they're, they're like welding all these girders all around the fucking mm-hmm. battleship. And he talks to, we, we, we see this guy, Breaker. You can tell he's a sleazy CIA spook. He's running him into this room where we got all the brass, we got all the generals, Colin Powell's there, everybody's there. Oh, yeah. I just like to refer to this as the Pentagon. It's some big military meetup, so Pentagon works. The Joint Chiefs of Staff, I think, something yeah. like that. War Room, Pentagon, either way. All right, so now we, we're going to find out why Bill Stranix is doing what he's doing. He calls in to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Bill, this is Tom. What's going on? Hi, Tom. You know what's going on. I have 32 tomahawks under my thumb, and the only thing you can do about it is alert the media. You don't have the launch codes. Oh, uh, let me take a wild guess. Uh, 566-049-9780. This is insane. Oh, be careful with that word, Tom, please. Mr. Stranix, this is Admiral Bates speaking. Would you please tell us why the hell you're doing this? Hi, Admiral. Six months ago, your boy Tom Breaker canceled Operation Cleopatra, and shortly thereafter, two young men from Langley showed up in Miami, tried to cancel me along with it. You received each man's right forefinger in the mail, didn't you, Tom? Tom? Yes, I did. Did you expect us to wait in Miami for you to come back and try again? Look, Bill, um... I know things are a little... Or a little chaotic for you right now. Chaotic? Wake up, Tom. You know and I know that chaos and bedlam are consuming the entire world. UV light waves are only the beginning, Tom. We have an inch of topsoil left. Topsoil? It's sexually transmitted diseases, deforestation, irreversibly progressive depletion of the global gene pool. It all adds up to oblivion, pal. Governments will fall. Anarchies will reign. It's a brave new world. Bill. What are you planning to do? Do you realize, Tom, that whatever I do is inevitable? Can we agree on that? Well, not necessarily. You tried to kill me, you son of a bitch. So welcome to the revolution. There's more to follow. I'll stay in touch. And he makes his demands. He's talking about the Green New Deal, all this shit. You know, you're destroying the planet. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that motivation. Is it eco terrorist or something? Something like well, maybe this was the inkling for uh, on deadly ground. That, that's interesting. It's playing with Sensei's motivations for living, apparently. And then he's like, and then he just cuts off. He just they don't even get a word in edgewise. And then he uh, goes to the man pit and is like, "That missile ready? Whenever you want." And they just launch one of the Tomahawk missiles, the nuclear weapons. And they take out a satellite. Well, it's not a nuclear weapon. They launch a regular. Yeah, missile. yeah, this was a regular missile. <laughs> and they hit a satellite relay to the Pentagon, blow it out. So I guess they can't. Commu- I think there's more than one satellite. I, I didn't understand this scene. Like it would be a mesh, but they're they're probably out far enough where this is like the. one I think it was supposed to be so they couldn't track the. Bomb. It was. It okay. was just for tracking. Okay. So they take that out. So now they're just like a ghost ship. They, I don't know what. And like this is where we we meet the sleazy spook, CIA spook Breaker. Yeah, and he's just sweating because you know something's up. He he's involved with this somehow. They're really building this guy up. It's it's really interesting how the CIA gets portrayed in all these movies. I mean, they were up to shady shit for a long time there. So it's because they're he's, always he's cut out to be smoking. Villain. He's drenched in sweat. Yeah. Anyways, we go back over to Bill and Krill. 
and uh, they're setting up their whole or they're out uh, going along the battleship to see how the operations going and they're looking at all the people putting together the big girder system that they're all setting up. They're just watching people shooting sparks everywhere. Right. We have no idea what what are they doing. You yeah, know? exactly. And then you, we actually get some shots because Casey's broken out. Ryback, he's sneaking around. So we got shots of him like in red and black corners. He's like scurrying in. It's almost like the uh, uh, like the ducks in Die Hard, but yeah. it's like he's like scurrying around, watching everything, observing, taking it all in. You know, thought process like how am I going to defeat this? I, he knows exactly what they're doing. We don't. Yeah, he does. And uh, they they walk along and they they actually hear some pounding. They're like, wait, what is that noise? And it's the crewmen down in the forecastle pounding out SOS on the side of the ship. And of course, Casey he knows Morse code, so he's just like, they SOS. need help. <laughs> or as the the Chicago Phil said, get us the fuck out of here. <laughs> get us the fuck out of here. All right, so, so Casey, he, he's got he's got to go back to where he belongs, the mess hall. The mess hall. <laughs> so, it's like this a, is the first it's time like the, it's like the salmons that go back to spawn. It's like I have to go back to the galley. This is where he's usually walking in with a cake or something, so he's probably feeling a little out of place here without food. Right, and he sees a cake, but it's not a real cake, so he's kind of depressed. <laughs> so he just pushes it away, and that sets off like some music or something. Yeah, it was the, the cake moving was wired up to his whole sound system. So you know, the, the I, I think I've said on uh, on episodes, I don't really give a shit about strip clubs; it's not my thing. But I I want to see like classic shit like mud wrestling, and I want to see a woman jump out of a cake because that's such a classic sitcom kind of stripper yeah, thing. Yeah. Like I think Happy Days had that like five times. I think so. And this is what happens. I now. Would you want it to be a real cake or what's happening here where it's all cardboard? Well, I think that's what it is. You can't have a, a woman jump out of a real cake, can you? I mean, you could. You could have some kind of cake. No, I don't want because you get out, you might step on it. No, I don't well, want Well, that's the thing. I'd rather a cake on the you side. Get, you get some cake on the woman. I bet people are into that. Like, I don't know. I'm not. That's okay. It, and we see. Uh, we this see, is going to be the intermission at one of your fight clubs. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm ideas. I'm getting ideas. <laughs> Uh, Jordan is in a sexy uh, she's Navy in like outfit. A, yeah, yeah. She's got like the little half coat. And covering she's her. fucking. She finally woke up. She's been wasted for like. She's a, still wasted. You yeah. can see like her eyes are rolled back. Pupils dilated. Just, it's just she's rolling with the. This is her on autopilot. <laughs> yeah. She's just grinding along, letting those caterpillar <laughs> eyebrows go yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, she had like a unibrow. It was creeping me out. <laughs> and she's just instant. She just, like you said, autopilot. Just shows her tits. And then he's like. Is that a lump I see there? And then there's, just a, there's like a 15-minute breast exam in the middle of this fucking movie. And while he's doing this breast exam, breast exam he's got a gun to her face the whole – why does he hold a gun to That's, this – Because it turns him on, I guess. It's got to be because there's no other reason. This is completely like just completely shocked human being, and he's holding a gun right in her face. And he's like, come with me. Take her to that same fucking room she was just in. Oh. Dude, wait, no. Did she, like, take the pills and then jump in the cake? I don't know what... How did, none of this makes sense. Because she was locked up. Yes. And the cake was not in the room with her. So what is... How? <laughs> how the, the logic here? But they got the shot they wanted. Yeah, we got the tits. You got so. a flat ass and you got some tits. So yeah. they got everything they wanted. Are you special forces or something? 
Yeah, we, we now we're setting up the like uh, you know like Rob Schneider would play this role, but it's a hot chick instead. But it's like the comic relief sidekick mm-hmm. who's like, "You're crazy! Well, I gotta get out of here." Yeah, you know, five years five years later, it's Rob Schneider, but now it's Jordan Tate. Are you special forces or something? I'm just a cook, a lowly, lowly cook. We're gonna die. We're gonna die. Uh, Pentagon. <laughs> They're like shitting themselves. How the fuck did Stranix do this? Well, here's the thing. And this is um, Beat Breaker. The CIA, well, we trained him specifically how to get on the pedal shifts and commentary. Well, he said these guys are under enormous amounts of stress. <laughs> yeah. And they have mental breakdowns all the time. He's trying to, like, divert the blame away from himself. Oh, yeah, but still, it's like we ch- we did train him how to uh, commandeer. Right. That was a- his last mission, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> that's that's how he had the skills to do it, but then he also tried but, to... But, but, but his mission was to take over a sub, and he's like, trust me, generals, there's no way he did not destroy the sub. I know that for a fact he destroyed the sub, and then we, we go, or did he? Yeah. But their last, like, there was like some mission where they, um, they were like, oh, when he had a psychiatric breakdown, he went rogue. Yeah, they and they sent out people to kill right. him. Breakers like we got to take, we got rid of this guy. Yeah, and they then, went, they went out to kill Bill. Right, and that, and they're like, they failed apparently. Yeah, because he's unstoppable. So now we know Stranix's uh, motivation. He wants to get revenge against his own government that turned on him. Captain right. Casey. He's ready to just ditch fucking Jordan. He's see a locker in a closet. Our yeah. locker. Yeah. And she's, of course, like a chick. Get me out of here. No, one of my turnoffs is being allowed. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And he's like, so he's just like, ugh, women. He's, his Spartan squad, like, senses are coming back. He's like, women. Yep. This is why I joined Spartan squad. So I have yeah. to deal with this shit. So there's a lot of, like, Eye rolling from Seagal against because she knows nothing. I like that he's a member of Spartan Squad, yet he's still a womanizer. <laughs> it's much like Matrix. He he grew out. It was a phase for him, much like Matrix. Oh. He wasn't a true blue Spartan Squad like Bennett. He found some uh, conversion therapy, and he's like, "Look, do you even know how to shoot a gun?" And he pulls out a gun. Like you got to do this. You, you, I oh my god. Him explaining this gun, rolling his eyes. He's disgusted. He's like, do you even know how to fucking take a gun apart with your eyes closed and one hand tied behind your back? A 14-year-old girl knew how to do it. You're such a fucking liberal pussy. It's like, look, there's two things. It's automatic and semi-automatic. Automatic, you spray fucking bullets everywhere. Semi-automatic, they go off one at a time when you pull the trigger. That's what I want for you. One at a time. Are you ready to kill for your country? I think so. All right. Bill and Krill, and they're heading for a quick snack. They heard that the, the that guy, that, that nobody, who they sent two guys to go kill. Yeah, they they hear he, uh, they, you know, the crewman didn't come back. So they're like, well, shit, we got to go down the kitchen and see what's going on down there. They go down and they find the bodies of those those goons. Yeah, and they're like, "This was professionally done." There's no Bill. Bill immediately notices it. Right. Quill's just like, "He's a fucking cook. He's nothing." <laughs> I I smell that better beef bullion b- base. It's bullshit. Better beef bullion. <laughs> that boyardee bullion base. <laughs> that boyardee bullion base. And he's like, "No, no, no. This this guy knows shit." Yeah. 
And he goes over and he checks the other guy's broken neck, and he's just like, he's just, like speaking of, uh, he's like speaking of Boy RD, he's some beefaroni up for me, Krill. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm glad you guys started the beefaroni up for me. And he's like, what are you talking about? The microwave that's running right now. And they look over, it's sparking. They're like, get the fuck down. <laughs> it's like, so he set this fucking thing. He knew at the exact moment Krill and Bill were going to be in the fucking mess hall. Like I said, what day of Navy SEAL training gives you that fucking foresight? That's the first thing you learn is how to program a microwave. <laughs> program a microwave? Yeah, like defrost. Like- like, he didn't just put it on high. He put it on defrost, dude. <laughs> so he's. He knows what he's doing. So defrost is... Like, I've never used any button but high on my microwave no ever. One, no one has ever used any other button but just, like, three minutes high. Maybe use... But, because we don't have the training. That's why. <laughs> so you have to be a Navy SEAL to use every button. So Bill and Krill barely escaped death because the microwave just explodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> And he's like, we need the files on this motherfucker. Oh, we got to go get these files. And we're going back over to the Pentagon, and they're preparing. They're getting uh, SEAL Team 5 all all ready to go, of course. This is where we would have got the golf montage. Because they don't know that we already have a SEAL on board. They don't know that, no. no. But they're still going to bring in the SEALs anyways. And this is where, if it was a longer movie, if it was a modern movie, you would get the golf montage from Navy SEALs because right. those are the guys they're going to call in. Right. But, um, yeah, they're, so they're getting it all ready with SEAL Team 5. And if and that it, doesn't work, we're going to blow the fucking battleship up. Yep. And then we're back in the uh, the captain's quarters, and they're going through those files, and Bill's just, Bill's just uh, like, come on, what do you got on this guy? What do you got on him? It's like, well, I had to go find these files, like, somewhere else. Like, uh, it was in his private diary again. I had to look at <laughs> I had to get the lock key out. He had to decode it on top of This was a code. <laughs> well, Spartan Squad, man. And he's like, this guy's a goddamn Spartan Squatter. <laughs> and he's like, even though we, we, we – did he have selective amnesia? Because we alluded to earlier that Krill and Seagal Sensei have some history in Spartan Squad. So he must have blocked it out. Conversion like, therapy. He got out of Spartan Squad. He went into the conversion for therapy. He doesn't he realize. He not remember anything about his homosexual life at all. Right. He blocked it out. Right. The conversion therapy really, really works, apparently. And we get a whole list. He's a master. It's like the, the old Sensei list. Master of martial arts. He can speak fluent Japanese. He studied with the masters. Yeah. All of it. Friend of every president in the world. Dictator, communist, doesn't matter. He can undo a woman's bra in two seconds. He can just do everything. He can make the – it says on the bottom, and he makes the best damn bully base you've ever had. Also, also, microwave skills. <laughs> assassin. <laughs> microwave assassin. Oh, the next product for Merman Productions, how to use a microwave. Anyways, Bill, he's just like, look, it's okay. As long as we can keep them below the weather deck – so he's, send, he's fanning out his guards because he knows exactly where the guy can pop up. Bill is a master of battleships, and he knows how to right. commandeer them. So he's, right. he's, you see how many battleships he sank? Don't play battleship with Bill. Oh, my kick God, your no. ass. B-24 all day long. That's, <laughs> that's bingo, man. That's bingo. <laughs> yes, it is bingo. I'm not Bill. I don't Ugh. know fuck all about it. But So we got to see what's going on. With Jordan and uh, and uh, Sensei, we need some of that comedy. It's tense, Griff. It's tense. Yeah, we need some comedy. It's comic relief. Tell you what, I'll carry everything. You killed what we run into. All right. 
I have a little rule about killing people. Well, actually, I have two rules. See, one, I don't date musicians, and two, I do not kill people, okay? I'm thrilled to death to hear that, yeah. But it leaves a lot of open territory. Get up the ladder, let's go. God. So she's complaining because she's got to carry all the gear. Yeah. So Sensei's like, well, why don't I carry everything and you do all the killing? I have two rules. I don't date musicians and I don't kill. And then he just huge, just, the zoom in on the eye roll. <laughs> I'm thrilled to death to hear that. <laughs> oh, another Sensei joke. He wrote that one himself. So we're heading up here, and you know who else is ignorant about this technology? Jordan. Jordan Tate. Of course she is. She's just a woman. So he's got this, he's got like a headset piece that he plugs in, and then this big fanned out thing, and then uh, the ET phone home, the apparatus. He's got that all set up, speak and spell. He's plugging in the Pentagon's number. He plugs in the Pentagon's number. Right, and she's like, what is that? He condescendingly, this is like the gun scene all over again. It's a magnaphone. Haven't you ever heard of it? God, read a science magazine sometime. And she's and, like, is that like a car phone? Yeah, a car phone. Sensei, calm the fuck down, man. He's all cool with his cruisemen, but this woman comes into life, and suddenly he's the nastiest bitch in the world. Spartan Squad. Spartan Squad Murphy. The God. gayness is coming back. Oh. He's like, he's, it's not a phase, people. It's not a choice. <laughs> Wait, are, are we insinuating that gay people don't like women? No, well, we're insinuating they're like they don't like them sexually. Okay, and she's very sexual. She's like fucking uber. She thing, is like know? rubbing them up and down while yeah, this is I mean, happening. Sure, Those little twigs, <laughs> grossed out. <laughs> <laughs> but she's feeling the threat, so she's into it. Right. So he calls up the Pentagon. Like I said, he punched in the number on the speaking spell, and uh, he, you know, they're not buying it right away. They're like. Cover the mic. They do the telephone thing where they cover the, you know. Is this guy for real? Do you, is, is there a seal on board? Is this for real? Is this guy real? But uh, they have no other option right now. Well, there, I think he tells, like, uh, secretaries, like, there's a Casey Ryback. Look this guy up. Give me his files. Yeah. And they come back with it. Like, sir, you're not going to believe this. And they list off his credentials. Like, this is, like, the fifth time in the movie. He's a martial <laughs> artist. He can speak 12 different languages. Master of the magnaphone. (laughs) Have you ever heard this man, like, put in the popcorn? It's the perfect popcorn every time. No seed unpopped. Bayou Bouillabaisse. base. (laughs) And then the capper, she just goes, sir, Spartan squad. (laughs) And he's like, why didn't you say that? I wouldn't even say Steel Team 5 if I had known Spartan squads involved. It's even crazier because then they look over at Beaker and she says, the CIA fucked him over. Right. And, or Breaker. Right. I call them Beaker. Yeah. Well, Beaker from The Muppet Show was yeah. also like, me, 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 me. Yep. And so, yeah, of course, always bad intel from CIA because the Navy SEALs never do anything wrong. They yeah. do it wrong, it's bad intel. Right. Unless you're Hawkins and you just start shooting people. It's, that's bad intel, too. Yes. You didn't <laughs> tell me brown people were going to be here. <laughs> you didn't tell me brown people were immediately guilty and needed to be murdered. So he, pro- he lost some men. And, of course, when he gets back, he's got to punch out a fucking commanding officer. And that's what he did. And that's why he got demoted to a measly, lowly, humble cook. Yep. And, of course, that guy, after he punched him in the face, turned into that Rocky Dennison guy. He fucked up his head and face just with just that one punch. He's the most dangerous man in the so world. So that's why that now we know why they didn't know about this super fucking soldier. He's like, Alexander the Great, 
he's greater. <laughs> Captain America, he's better. Ryback the greater. All he's right, Murray. Best. I wish we could explain this plan because I don't get it. Is it just a distraction? Because we're on deck, and they spot a helicopter, and Jordan and uh, Sensei, they're making their way towards it. We don't know what he's got planned. We got a plan. He's This is where we learned he's the master of the grenade, too, because he does a lot of grenade tricks. This is very early 90s because uh, Van Damme was doing a lot of grenade tricks, too. Right. So he go, there's like a tomahawk uh, helicopter. <laughs> is everything a tomahawk? <laughs> I think it's called tom- or it's Apache. I Apache, think Apache, yeah. <laughs> Another no, no, Indian word. Another, no, yeah. And wigwam. And he, he, <laughs> like, he gets on it, and he's got a like, can of paint thinner and a grenade. So he yeah. pulls the pin, holds he, the He like, stabbed the, Okay, he, uh, uh, what do they call it? Shotgunned it. Yeah. Like a shotgun and beer, because he stabs it on the side, stabs it on the top, and then tilts it over. Right, he lays it on. He lays the can on top of the, the grenade with with what is that? What's the the detonator? What do they call the thing that flies off? The pin. Well, he pulls the pin, and then yeah. there's there's the thing that like gets I, I can't help you. We'll see. We'll call it the detonator. Yeah, and so he's holding the detonator down with the the prime can of primer, so it leaks out. Then it's a timer. He's a master of time. We've learned this from his microwave skill. Master of time. Oh. So. <laughs> So the primer runs out, and then it can't hold down the the, the detonator. So then it explodes. Yeah, we got. Jo- he tells Jordan to go stow herself away, like make yourself scarce over here. She she literally just goes he over. Said you're icky. Yeah, Eat it. <laughs> she stands by a crate and just like leaning on it, watching this happen. Meanwhile, guards spot. Um, Sensei, before he like did, completes when did he it, put the like the fucking repelling thing on himself. I have no clue <laughs> because the bomb goes off. He has a grip on this repelling equipment <laughs> that he somehow rigged up while at the same time as he was doing timing out yeah. the bomb. Oh my god! So he, as soon as it explodes, he leaps off, just avoids the explosion. The explosion just gently throws him <laughs> over the side of the battleship, and he crashes into the side. But of course, he's a man. He's a man's man, so it doesn't bother him at all. He slowly climbs his way back up, and uh, he gets to see that Jordan, again, just standing off to the side, gets captured by like eight different guards. So Sensei's like, "Ah, oh, shit! I got, I gotta save this woman. How am I gonna do it?" And he's, he sizes it up first. Yeah, he just, he just takes him out. Yeah, like, there's two guards. One guard has, like, a headlock on her, essentially. And the other guard is, like, standing right next to her. But Sensei, he's got a perfect shot, as we know. Navy SEALs, one of the credentials they roll over. So he shoots each of them in the head without, like, a second in between. He's a crack shot. He's amazing. And he rescues her. So then we cut back to Krill. He's like, this guy's amazing. Even I got to admit he's amazing. It's all coming back to me, all the memories. And he's like, I got the perfect idea. You know we got the the uh, sprinkler system for a fire. And we know that the forecastle is, like, sealed off now. How about we just fucking fill the forecastle and drown them motherfuckers? And we got Bill. He Again, he's a military man himself. He's like, you're willing to drown your whole yeah, crew? He's even creeped out. By yeah. Those. And Krill, he's just like... Those fuckers didn't like me. They didn't like my dress, and I don't give a shit about them. So all he's right. like, "All right, sounds cool with me." Yeah. So Casey, I, apparently, the people most loyal to Casey were secluded into another, like locked into another room. Your Chicago guy was down yeah. there. Like his, some of his best friends, the guys he likes to dance with and everything. Cue balls in here for some reason. Just anybody we saw their face <laughs> of, they got sectioned off in this other place 
Were they doing something? No, it's just because we need these guys. That's the reason they're there. There's no reason why they're locked up in another room by themselves. So they had classic action movie trope happening where they did not exist in time and space until Seagal walks into the room. Right. They were just floating there. Well, they're, they're also in. doing Morse code. So Seagal hears it. Oh, I didn't notice that. Okay. And he, he goes, G-E-T, get, the, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> There's some guys in there. And then he kills the guard that's guarding this room, gets him out. They uh, he's immediately starts delegating. Yeah, he immediately starts building up the plan. He starts telling everybody, "All right, we got to take out these terrorists. We got to get everything together. We got guns, 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 and we're gonna fight back." But there's one guy, like we uh, alluded to earlier. I'm just here for my college credits, dog. <laughs> like, like I do the ironing on this fucking <laughs> ship. I ain't never seen combat. I ain't about to see it now. And then like. Somehow that triggers Jordan. She's all of a sudden like, I'm ready to kill now. Yes. I don't know what happens. You know, we talked about the Senna Steve James. Maybe we got to start talking about the Senna uh, Steven Seagal <laughs> because she has completely. You said sense of Steve James. Oh, I did. Yeah, you're right. The taste of Steve James. I don't want to taste anything that has to do with Steven Seagal. No, maybe that's why I switch it because smelling would be enough. Tasting, ugh. Anyway, so Casey is the guy, the college kid. I've never even looked at a gun before. You've never looked at a gun. This is Casey. Not even Casey. God, I hate it. I hate all their names because Jordan sounds like a man's name to me, and Casey sounds like a woman's name to me. So Jordan. Right back. (laughs) Jordan. Now she's got guns. She's pulling it apart, putting it together, <laughs> clipping in the clip, snapping in the clips. She's just like, let's move out, soldier. Yeah, she's, all of a sudden, she's been complaining and been a whiny bitch. All of a sudden, she's ready to kill complete, and knows how to kill. Yeah, it's like those men died while, you know, they had her uh, in a headlock and everything. And she's like, I'm a new person. She's got her cute little backwards hat with a tuft of hair flowing out <laughs> yeah. from the front. Oh, my God. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah, she, she just decided at that moment, I'm a badass. And all of a sudden, she knows how to do Navy SEAL shit now. Yep. And this yep. guy's like, well, 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 you protect me then. <laughs> and she's like, all right, queer. Oh, man. So the crew, they cut off the lights. They're rigging up bombs. It's like fucking Home Alone, dude. They yeah. got the paint can. It's going to swing and hit the guy in the face. <laughs> and they're taking out baddies. And we know Sensei, not only he's a master of everything. He knows everything about this ship. He knows how to control everything. He's like, he finds the, the electrical panel to the weapon system, and he's like, pulls out a screwdriver. Classic. We, we've learned from New Year's Evil. All you need to do is poke a screwdriver into an electrical grid, and you shut shit down. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. That's right. And he does it. He shuts the weapon system down. And I believe it's at this time they start looking – did they know about the people drowning? Because I swear they go for the water valve to turn it off. I think, yes, because what happened was Krill was taunting him by saying, like, look what we're doing, motherfucker. He, there's he had the radio. Well, there's TVs everywhere. Oh, yeah, there was the TVs. That's right, because that's how they were broadcasting. Like, you got to save these guys. That's I think right. they, were trying, they were trying to lure him to they this. They were trying yeah. to lure. He knew their trap, so he got the guys. Okay. Right. Oh, man. So There's take, too many details in this movie. <laughs> too many. It's, it's moving 
fast and furious. And we're we're like a kid learning to run for the first time. We're so, a sensei Seagal running we're for Jordan. the eightieth time. That's what we are right now. Yeah, we're we're just by we're the end of, this, end of this episode, we're going to be steals. We're yeah. going to know everything you can do. We're, we're just too excited. We're going to right now. I'm just actually taking apart an AK-47 as we're talking right it's now. Beautiful. I love how you're doing it. I, I learned from the best. I love the peck jelly. I've worked on yourself well, too. Yeah, it's man. very humid. I, so I don't do anything without it. We are nude. All right, so they get to the water valve, and they are uh, unfortunately under heavy gunfire, and it's a, it's a boat, so there's just like those little condensed aisleways with pipes going down them, so they do actually suffer a casualty while they're right. uh, you know pinned down in this area. And it's the black guy. Oh, that might be the true like uh, action movie. Yeah, action movie. The black guy gets killed first. Yeah, it's not, not horror movies. It's action movies. <laughs> right. Everybody. So uh, the Pentagon chirps them up. Hey, while guys. they're in a firefight. While the, the, yeah, yeah, while they're in like, a firefight. Jordan's literally holding the fucking thing up to Seagal's ear. She Well, she answers it first. Hello? Uh, this is the Pentagon. Uh, we need to speak to Navy SEAL Ryback. There we go. I did Ryback. And did we point out that he's this is only Seagal come up with this? He's doing like the fucking John Woo movie where he's crossing his arms and yes. shooting fucking yes, machine he was. guns. He can't speak right now. He's busy murdering people. Go ahead. Give me the phone. I'll talk to him. And they're like, look, we got SEAL Team 5 coming. Can you just hold them off until they come? I think I can do that. <laughs> and then he just kills everybody. Like just that. That's it. He's known well, that he's wanted. He gets their full throated endorsement because right. they're like, "We told you not to get into firefights and all that." And they can hear the gunfire and everything. Well, if we can't control you, you might as well murder everybody possible. All right, I like that plan. Over and out. And this is where he gets up and crosses his arms and starts like shooting randomly, killing everyone. And then Jordan follows him. Yep. And she goes, the safest place is behind you. She's like, what are you doing? Safest place is behind you. <laughs> All right. And they, we just head into uh, the girder room, I think. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're like setting up a crane. So, for, so, so what we learn is all these girders are so they can move the tomahawk because they weigh like a ton. They can't, people can't carry these fucking things. So they're moving along this like girder system. Yeah. And they're building a crane. So – he cuts like he pulls a rope. Is holding a girder. This is a good time to explain that they're going to try to offload the tomahawks onto a submarine, right? And they're going to sell the weapons because, as I alluded to earlier, it would be when we said Stranix, he destroyed that sub, didn't he? No, he didn't destroy that sub. Mm. And he's got like a, an Italian crew. I don't know what the fuck. I, I didn't even. Ca- it was some kind of Spanish speaking crew, or it might have been Italian, which is kind of close. And yes, so there's there's they're gonna rendezvous with the Missouri, and the, the whole point is to get to get this crane that they're trying to build and sell the weapons and right, get and the money. money. And uh, as Krill will say later, become president. That was his plan. That was his five step plan: get money, two million dollars, and become the president. Oh <laughs> Buy the presidency. Work for Trump. So uh, so yeah. So Sensei he releases this girder. It impales a fucking dude. I didn't even notice that. Yes, I don't it know goes, how it literally didn't this that. giant girder goes through his. I think it might have been a vampire. It might. You might have been on flash forwards to the vampire movie he's doing later in his career. That's a good call. Because the guy gets it goes right through his body. Yeah, and uh, we see him going around, and we. It's been a while since he's killed nine guys. So all the crew finally realize, like, hey, there's, like, a couple people just kind of, like, walking through, and apparently they're working for the terrorists. So they charge at him, and he's just got that little knife, and he's doing his right, little— Right, they're building the crane, so they're cutting all these girders and shit. 
and he just he's he walks like right past them. They're they're so engrossed in yeah. their girder cutting. But then they notice. Then they notice. He, gets, he he like touches the one stair, and they all like <laughs> drop what they're doing and charge at him, and he just. Easily takes him out. No big he's deal. He's doing the Aikido shit, but with a knife, and he's stabbing people in the throat. Yep. All right, and then we go back over to the bridge. Strandix is calling. He's talking to a French guy on there. We can tell because he's going, ha, ha, ha. And he's like, look, Francois, I'll get your fucking tomahawks, but it's going to be two million bees. What? Two million? You said one million yesterday. I actually think Jean-Claude actually came in to do the voice yeah. work for this. Can you give me some of that better bullion? <laughs> and he's this. we can see Stranix has it all planned out. He's like watching the, he's watching uh, MSNBC or what, no, was it, what's the, the stock channel, whatever it was. He's I watching that and he's just like, sell, buy, sell. He's, just, he's, he's. He's fucking. He's uh, manipulating markets everywhere. He's manipulating markets because he's, he's multitasking. He's multitasking. He's manipulating. And he's markets. like, not you, Francois. You got to pay two millions. Yeah. Okay, I will. Because he's literally calling. He's like, call up my booker or whatever the fuck you know the stock guys are called. Broker. Broker. Close. <laughs> and uh, go ahead and sell all my shares in this because that fucking stock's about to tank when we get done with this. And shit. And then Pitt turns around here, uh, guys. The weapon system's been shut down. Where are all the screwdrivers at? I knew his one was missing. <laughs> the red one, my favorite one. And while that's going on, SEAL Team 6 finally arrived. All right. I think I added a number. I think they're SEAL Team 5. Yeah. But, yes, they don't have Hawkins with them this time. Yeah. They, they actually finally murdered they him. They finally fucking <laughs> fired him for being a horrible, they murderous him racist. out of the fucking, fucking helicopter. And they're about to arrive, but that's because they don't have the tomahawks under control. They have all the other weapons under control. No, this was actually not those weapons. Was it the sub? They sent out uh, guys with rocket launchers to stand on the front of the ship oh, and I shoot thought, them down. I thought it was these those big machine guns. Okay. No, no. They send out rocket launcher dudes. Okay. That's I cool. noticed that. I was like, hey. Were they stingers Yeah, from Navy SEALs? Yeah, that, they're stingers. That's that's. Did they ever? Yeah, they did find the stingers. Okay. Yeah, I want to block out that movie. Please, we're having a hard enough time getting through <laughs> this episode. We don't have to bring up that fucking train wreck. So, Ryback <laughs> gets his hands on one of the tomahawks. I don't. This I was confused by this. He, we didn't even get to the point that the seals are shot down. Yeah, shut down. Seagal is watching this, and you thought a tear was going to go down his eye, but he just he doesn't give a shit. He's just like, all right, I guess I got to do this all myself. Right, which is what he preferred. I was going to say, he seemed to be uh, excited about that. He's like, fine, I get to fucking do this. So, I don't know. I don't know my missiles. It looks to me like he's disarming a nuclear warhead. He's like unscrewing the top. Yeah, yeah very. Like, he uses cloth over his wrist. Like, his skin touching it could dis. Radiation. What's that? A cloth will help from the radiation. I'll protect you. Oh, oh, you think it was about radiation? It's a fucking nuclear warhead, isn't it? You know, we don't know because those missiles we saw earlier are it was, huge. It, but that's the thing, though. I'm thinking this is a nuclear warhead, and then later on, it's AEW. It's just like a popcorn fart. It's like poof. It doesn't even blow up anything, <laughs> right? Because uh, so I, he's he's teaching Jordan too because everything's a teaching moment. Yeah. So she's watching. He 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 puts he pulls out a condom. Yeah. And then puts it on something. Puts it on his finger. Like I don't know what's going on. And then there's like gusher ooze in there that <laughs> yeah. leaks out. Like yeah. is I, that radiation? I don't fucking. <laughs> Is that radiation? He's like, get me that microwave. He's just like, <laughs> he 
pulls off a piece of the microwave. Is he going to like disarm the bomb in the microwave? Because that's got to be – I'm pretty sure that setting's on my microwave here. <laughs> disarm. disarm a nuke? Yeah. Yeah, we all got that one. So, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it was a, a regular bomb. All he knows is he's disarming something, and he's making his own bomb. He's making, yes. he's making a dirty bomb. It can't be a tomahawk, though, because, again, we're building a girder well, system. He can carry it. He's just a sensei. <laughs> he probably knows like how it's to do it. It's using video game logic. He put it in a pouch so we can carry it. <laughs> yeah. You can carry as many things you want with a fucking video game pouch system. But, yeah, he, he's, got the, he's got the rigged up bomb <laughs> in some way. He's got it carrying around in the, uh, like a a, the pouch, yeah. and he puts on a, uh, a one of the fucking um, the frogman outfit. Like frogman scuba. outfit. Because yeah. he's a Navy SEAL. Clearly, they get a body double because it's felt. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, he would be wearing this thing all the time. And he, he climbs down. There's a ladder on the side of the battleship, so he climbs down, gets in the water. Submarine is here. They're loading off the tomahawks into the submarine, and he's going to be... He's, Looking to disarm or maybe just completely he's just, fuck yeah, up the yeah, submarine? Yeah, he's just looking to fuck up the sub. Yeah, so it can't get away. Because he knows it's a perfect weak, weak point because he knows everything. So he's got his, his satchel bomb. Yeah. And I'm thinking, he's going to blow the submarine up. Yep. No, it just goes poof. It just poof. And just blows up some something so they can't submerge. We've got Krill on the submarine trying to coordinate everything down there. And we've got Bill up on the battleship, you know, talking a little bit up there. They're yelling at each other. But they catch Sensei. I think he dropped a bomb on the sub. I think he dropped a bomb. And it... Blows just like a wing off it, so they can't dive. Yes. And so Krill, in a little while here, is going to be, like, dictating how they could He all of a sudden quickly... knows how to fix a submarine. I, You know what? I was fine with it. I was like, whatever. He he knows how to repair a submarine. I don't care. But they do spot Ryback, so they grab grappling hooks and start trying to cook him. Right. And they do pull off a chunk of him. <laughs> yes. It's the shoulder, of course. There's a lot of chunk. Yeah, there's a lot of chunk to be pulled. Because we've got to show some vulnerability. Because he's been a super soldier from here on out. And the only way we could believe that he could lose a fight or be weakened is if he got ripped by a grappling hole. Yeah. So he still still climbs up the side, gets back up on the 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 battleship. And then what's waiting for him? Dahmer. We we, we never even talked about it. He's uh, O'Brien from Next Generation. Yes. I was like, this is a Next Gen guy, and I can't remember who. And he's been wanting to kill fucking Ryback this whole movie. Right. That's why they call him Dahmer, because he's like a fucking serial killer. Yeah. And he's waiting for our man Ryback. And Ryback, he's this weak in state. He's just just lying there like a kitten. Mm. And we're like, holy shit. I like that you pull out kitten, because, you know, he's obsessed with pussy jokes. With kittens, we saw it in Hard to Kill. That's true. Yeah. And we're like, oh, my God, he, how can he – he's so weak. He doesn't even have a gun. And then just as fucking Dahmer's about to blow his fucking head off, boom! A bigger explosion than that fucking submarine explosion. Yes. And he just collapses, and we just see Jordan standing Little there. tuft of hair poking out of that backwards hat. I, I pulled it out fast and loose, just like you talked to me. Did I do good, Daddy? Did I do good? did great kid pretty soon you'll be dating musicians i think they saved that for later but i just had to throw it in there because i can't remember and then he just rubs some dirt on his fucking wound and it's good (laughs) he doesn't feel pain anymore he's he's back to normal again yeah and like i had mentioned the submarine can't submerge krill's gets krill's getting uh the crew to fixing it he's dictating everything get some metal shards from over there Weld it. We, we, we already saw the welding room. All the welders got murdered a minute ago, but now they got new welders. 
and plenty of material to weld with, so they're going to get the the submarine all patched up so they can move on. And right back, he's just like, I know what to do because he knows what to do for everything. <laughs> I know what to do because he knows what to do. And he's like, because they're like, who get? He's like, oh my god, he's, he can use those cannons. They don't have any fucking high you know, weaponry on there. They have all these starbursts, which I guess are like big flares or something. Yeah, I guess that's what I gather is the flares, essentially. And he's like, don't. That can't fucking hit our fucking sub. Who gives a shit? Let yeah. him do it. And so he's like, I got a better idea. That was your Chicago or uh, the hydrophil guy. He's yeah. like, all we got is like starburst. And he's sensei says, no, actually, actually, in factually, there's uh, some ammo. I loaded it myself. That's and, probably maybe that's the missile he got was one of the things that went into this. Okay, but he's that, literally explaining to them how to load. Like, there's like a 15 minute scene where he explains how to properly load these cannons. Yeah, and then he's like, got the two degrees left, four degrees right. The periscope. Yeah, he's just he's like, he's like I got it, and he's like, he's like well, we, we we need to show that he's human. So the first shot just barely hits yep. the fucking sub. Yep. And the guy's like, is like, hey, mama me, I got the fucking submergent. We're going to go under. <laughs> and Crow's like, yes, we're going to do it. And just as he thinks they're, they're going to submerge. Oh, Millie liked that. Direct hit. Everybody's celebrating. Because we learned that he, dead. he's great at the game Battleship, too, and he always hits a submarine first. Oh, that would have been the greatest showdown if the, the two of them played Battleship together. It would have been. So now the, his, 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 his fucking plan is unraveling. Like, yep. Stranix is losing his shit. He's up, he's up on the bridge, and he's going into, like, some kind of cartoon haze. He's bringing off well, all his favorite Well, he got, like, fucking shit. rattled by the cannon. Like, yeah. he's, he's deafened. He's, yeah, I'm surprised. Well, this was before Private Ryan, but if they did this after Private Ryan, you'd hear that ringing noise. They yep. always got to fucking play. Everything, yeah. So he's just losing his shit. He's just seeing his plan go up in smoke because he's never been up against Ryback. Yep, he's going on about pistol-wielding shrimp and Swedish <laughs> chefs. And... He's talking about Saturday morning cartoons or something. Yeah. That was it. I think Wings wrote that monologue for him. It, I, this is why I like, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, Tommy Lee Jones? Tommy Lee. It's Tommy Lee Jones. Jones, okay. He, he's good. I'm he's definitely. Too. Yeah, I know. Me too. He's really chewing it up. I think it's because of Men in Black. But um, just when everything's looking the darkest, little computer geek. Pit. 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 Sir. The tomahawks are ready. Well, because well, what happened was uh, Stranix put a gun to his face and said, get that shit started. Okay. I'm glad you brought this up because he pushes his gun through the guy's lens. And you hear a little tink that, because the lens broke. Right. Second later, lens is fine. So did he bring multiple pairs? Yes. He's a nerd. Of course he did. Like he knew that uh, Stranix is that crazy. He's like, he's going to break one of these. All right, and that 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 you know you can get a lot of shit when you put a gun to someone's face, and yeah. he figures it out. And he's like, "We're back online, chief." And he's like, "I want you to loan up two tomahawks, send it to Honolulu. Fuck you, Hawaii. All right. Fuck you and your Brady Bunch fucking curse rel- uh, artifact." So we got Seagal's last plan coming into fruition here. He's sending everybody out. Casey, I- fuck Jordan. I keep calling her Casey Jordan. I want you to take the magnaphone. I want you to get under the lifeboat. And th- it's all tarped up and everything so she can hide, being there discreetly. Uh-huh. 
and I want you to call the Pentagon. I don't know what the fuck they're going to even communicate, but go <laughs> to on let him there. know that he has everything under control. The, oh, you know what? Because he knew about the planes that were going to come and drop bombs on it, too. So just because he knew this mission was going to be right by the skin of their teeth, he was like, right. I got to I got to make sure to get the word out as quick as possible. Oh, and be, Breaker over in the Pentagon, He's, everybody is getting ready. They're like, everything is fucked. There's Tomahawk missile. There's nuclear missiles heading for Honolulu. And they're like, you know what we can do? We can just blame this all. I know. I know. What's the right. what's the seal guy there? Ryback. Ryback. Yeah, we'll blame it all on Ryback. Sounds great. I'm in. <laughs> so, so now Ryback not only has to save the day to save the day, but he also has to do it to save his ass. Right. Because these jets are going to blow up the Missouri, and we don't want this is a historic ship. This is going to be in a fucking museum and shit. We don't want to see it blow up Pearl Harbor. Yeah, we can't cancel this warship. Can't cancel it. So he gets up on the deck, going to the where the weapons are, bumps into a couple guys, rips the throat out. We got to have a brutal murder. Oh my God, that throat rip was intense. <laughs> yes. I was like, wait a minute. I well, did a triple take. He didn't give us an arm break, so he gave us a throat rip. Yeah, he gave us a throat rip. Rips the throat out, gets to find the bridge. It's empty. There's nobody there. But he sees that anything they could use to shoot down those Tomahawks has been just destroyed. They can't shut them down. Yeah, everything's fucked up, ripped out. Computers just dismantled everywhere. Pip, nowhere to be found. Tyrannix has just lost his ever-loving fucking mind. Or has he? He's crazy. Crazy like a fox. <laughs> and he pulls a gun on our sensei. And they have, we got this, we gotta have the fucking monologue. You know, you're good. You are really good. Gonna be ashamed to kill you. Behold, my finest work. Do me a favor. Tell me something. You really think blowing up a bunch of innocent people is going to change anything? What made you flip like this? I got tired of coming up with last-minute desperate solutions to impossible problems created by other fucking people. All of your ridiculous, pitiful antics aren't going to change a thing. You and I, we're puppets in the same sick play. We serve the same master. And he's a lunatic and he's ungrateful. There's nothing we can do about it. You and I were the same. Oh, no. No, 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 no. There's a difference, my man. You have faith. I don't. The, or it's not so much a monologue as it is. Uh, was it a monologue? We get a monologue, but we get it from Sensei. We don't get it from the villain. Oh, That's okay. a twist. We, never see, we usually see the villain monologuing. And he's like, we've both been fucked over. Breaker fucked both of us over. We're, the, we're like the same people. You're nothing like me. Yeah, I am. We're just getting fucked, man. Hey, look over there. What? Boom. He just fucking starts to start fighting. Yeah, they get their knives out, and they have this awful knife fight. Terrible. It's like the slap fighting, you know, that he likes yeah. to do, but with knives. And I got, I got, I might be piping in the foley work here of the, <laughs> ching, 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 ching. 
because yeah. it's intense. It's intense. And he gets one cut. Stranix gets one cut. Sensei slicing and dicing. He's like slashing up Stranix. Yeah. Stranix gets one little brow cut. Yep. And it's the, it's it's like it's like Jim Cornette would say it's a pap smear. There's pap hardly smear. any blood even comes out hmm. of it. And then we they're like struggling with each other. And as we always know, Sensei fights with no honor at all. He eye gouges fucking Stranix. He's fighting for America. Okay. That means honor's on his side. I gouges him, stabs him in the fucking head, walking dead style. So there ain't no there ain't no coming back for Stranix. He ain't gonna be a zombie. Yeah, he's he's a kebab now. And then throws his head through one of those radar screens. Woo! Overkill! Little bit. Keep the faith, Stranix. Gets a hold of those floppy disks. Gets the magnaphone, calls up, all right. I mean he's telling you, there's like literally World War Three could be set off by this, and he's calm, cool, collected. Because he needs to be. If he's if he's going like us, tripping over our feet, all excited to talk about this movie, <laughs> he would he would probably say uh, uh, the wrong, you know, letter or code. I'm just kind of surprised they didn't. Wait, was it all numbers? Was, no, there was letters and numbers. I didn't notice them use like the uh, the military alpha, you know. Maybe shit. it was numbers. Who cares? But there's remember there's two Tomahawks. One gets shot down by the jets that were going to come and blow up yeah. the Missouri, and then but there's still one, and we can see we got POV tomahawk POV. It's coming right up, on, and it's whistling because it's right always got to be whistling right up on Hawaii. It's like six, three, four, five. I repeat, six. He does it again, like he knows it. Jordan literally writes it down in front of him. <laughs> and he's got to repeat it just to get that drama. He's such a fucking drama queen. Yeah, and then he's like, okay. Boo! It just blows up. You think they would have done because, like, we've dropped multiple bombs and everything by accident on American soil. You think that climax would have just been it hits, but it's it, it, the bomb actually doesn't go off. Because that's happened a lot. <laughs> Not when Casey, Casey Ryback's on the case. You even had to think about that, too. You thought you just said it twice because you're like, shit, did I say the wrong name? <laughs> Anyways, day saved, Murray. Breaker's like, whew, ugh. I did it! Everyone's high-fiving each other. I like Breaker's exit here because everyone looks at him, and he's the shady CIA guy, and he does kind of like a double look, like the suspicious dog kind of thing. I thought more was going to come of this. Maybe in Under Siege 2, this Breaker comes back because I, th- I think he's up to something. So they're up on the deck. All the guys, sorry, they, they didn't tell us. Black guy didn't make it. He died. He's like, <laughs> too bad. And he's got the babe on his arm. They got, remember, this is the end of the movie, so they got the blanket around their shoulders. It's the next morning and everything, so sun's out. Everyone's on, uh, on, on, on the deck they're celebrating. All like, they're all got their hands, their head in their hands. Like, tell us how you did it again. Tell us, tell us. You got, I got the power, blaring in the background. You got cue yeah. ball dancing. Everyone, once again, it's like the beginning. It comes full circle. Full circle. And, and then you have somebody pipe up, hey, Show, 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 show us how it's done again. And I was like, show how what's done. And I he, thought he said, "Hey, weren't you in Spartan Squad?" <laughs> and he goes, "Uh, no." And just grabs <laughs> fucking Jordan and does the most awkward kiss on uh, you've ever seen. It's like kissing your mom. It's the most awkward shit. Ugh. And we applaud. And then, do we have an immediate funeral for the captain? Like, yes. So there's a media funeral. Music cuts abrupt. Are they going to? Is it? Are they going to throw him in the ocean? Because there's like, they, how? Why did they have a fucking coffin on the fucking? I know. Were they planning on killing him? Maybe. 
Maybe they uh, was Jordan supposed to jump out of the coffin as like a joke? Oh, old? that would have been good. That, that's a really good joke. Either way, Jordan is wearing a uniform. I did not notice that. Yes, she's wearing a sailor uniform, and she. What the fuck is she doing? She's actually one of the pallbearers in this fucking... She's an she's, honorary soldier she's now. She's a fucking playmate that was just out there to get her tits out. And all of a sudden, she's a fucking honorary member she of the Navy SEAL. She helped save America. <laughs> okay. That earns it. And then we just zoom in. He's got his fucking dress blues on, finally. Dress blues? Yes, he had the blue. He wasn't wearing the dress whites. He had the blue on. Oh, which makes no sense. He should have He should have been wearing the white. Well, he's sad. Oh, is that it? You got the blues? Okay. Yeah. Catman blues? Just draped in metals. Like, he's leaning over because there's so much fucking metal And uh, he just salutes the camera. Mm. And we no just... no environmental speech at the end of this no, one. thank God. Oh, because it... Well, there is... Uh, Hawaii's environment may be, may be fucked up because there's a nuclear fucking warhead in the water right, out, right outside. Yeah, it probably killed a bunch of fish and <laughs> yeah. sea life and fucked up coral killed, reefs yeah. and everything, you but know. Hey, we saved Hawaii. Hey, ocean's pretty big, so it's no big uh, deal. That's what I we said. We don't have to worry about that shit. Woo! <laughs> that was, we earned our pay tonight. Because yeah. that was, woo. You that was even, rough. You don't even know what we went through for this episode. That was rough. We, too ex- we've been saying this throughout the episode. We, we were a little too excited for this one. When you, yeah, when you get we get excited, sometimes we just, like you said, we trip over our tongues. Yep. Just... We'll have to have another Seagal episode in the future as a redemption. Glimmer Man? Glimmer man. Okay. We're gonna Cliff. have a lot of fun with that one. School is out, correct? You're going actually right after we finish this. You're going to a graduation. I'm party. going to so a grad party. Apparently, school's out. I don't know. I don't have kids. I don't know people with kids. Is school even happening anymore because of COVID? I don't know. Well, Alice Cooper got his wish. School's school's out forever. You're, I'm glad you said that because Alice Cooper does the theme song for our next movie. Oh, the segue. People, you whiny fucking whatever this generation's called, bitching about your whole graduation was ruined, your 2021 graduation ruined. How do you think the class in 1984 felt? <laughs> they, it was like, it was hell on earth in 1984, Griff. The schools are full of graffiti. We had tons of 30 year olds going to school. I hear, I hear people used to, instead of, uh, they would put knives in their erasers and all that shit. Rape and murder reigned in the school system. Thumbtacks everywhere. This is before people were having consensual sex with teachers. People were being raped by their teachers. Oh, shit. Or they were raping their teachers. That's how bad it was. And finally, finally, Michael J. Fox gets his comeuppance. Michael J. Fox. Gets his comeuppance. You've been you've been sliding by for too long, Fox. I don't care if you got Parkinson's. You get your comeuppance in this movie. Class of 1984, next week, be here. School is in session. Keep it warm.